Welcome to In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. I'm Jorge, aka GoToNRG, and I'm here with John, also known as Waldy. Say hi. Hey, everybody. And the original King Dingling himself, Jarrett. Thanks. <laughs> I guess. Like, <laughs> nobody has introduced me like that before. I, I figured I'd change things up since we're, we're changing things up here. We're sweeping things under the rug and, and pushing them out the door. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay, I'll take that as a no. You don't know what I mean. But we'll go ahead and go with it anyway. Um, this is... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is really derailed really really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so today's podcast is focused mostly on the big changes that are happening in Destiny. Um weapon rebalancing, the Taken King. We'll talk a little bit of Trials of Osiris, uh the issues we've been having in PvP. Uh, but before we get to any of that stuff, Waldy, what's been what have you been up to so far? Uh who wants you want to go first, John, or should I go first? Uh, no, you can go first. <clears throat> King Dingling. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, what have I been... I've been thinking a lot. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of thinking and internal uh, meditation on whether or not I'm going to get the Taken King. <laughs> and between those meditations... Were, huh? I was going to go say, you were at a point where you almost didn't want anything to do with this game. Yeah, like I was, I really was, um, and uh, yeah, well, be, mainly because of the way, not mainly because of the way it was handled, just it was uh, so many things, there were so many things that were going on, like I was still salty about the Dark Below, I was salty about the launch, I was you know, salty about the fact that, I was, am, salty about the fact that it is clear that they took, that they removed content from the original game, and put it in like DLC packs for later. Like that is clear. Like I, that like that still bothers me. You know, uh the you know how it was handled, you know, how the the, the announcement for the Taken King was actually handled. And now it makes more sense. Like all they they shouldn't have said you're going to get more information in the coming weeks. What they should have fucking said is that you will find Game Informer is going to give you information. It is so clear now that fucking game that they had like some type of agreement with Game Informer to give them exclusive information on the Taken King, and that Game Informer was going to have like a magazine spread on it. Like that's what happened. Almost all the questions we wanted answered are going to be in Game Informer. Well, I mean, you know, if we think about it, it's not that. It's I mean they already have a deal with GameStop. Don't they? I mean, all the big DLC uh, and pre-order packs usually go through there. The big package, the one that has the uh, the, the replica strange coin, that's through GameStop. So, considering that game, don't they own Game Informer? Yeah, they do. So, I mean, I, we we really shouldn't be that surprised that the big leak and story came from Game Informer, aka GameStop. No, it's not a surprise because a lot of games do that. A lot of games will uh, go through Game Informer because it's one of the last legit, if if it is maybe possibly the last legit print magazine for gaming. I mean, Edge, don't get me wrong, Edge uh, is still in print, but I'm talking about like that people actually talk about in <laughs> mass consumption. Sorry, Edge. 
But, um, because you got to be really into fucking reading magazines, I think, to read Edge, to be honest with you. Right. Um, but it was like, it is so clear now. Like, you know, like, they didn't, Bungie didn't tell us anything. They shouldn't even, uh, John, well, John hit on the, uh, the, the head, um, the nail on the, the nail head. on the head last time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the nail on the head last time when he said that they basically just touted the price and didn't tell us why uh-huh. we should get the expansion. And you know now we know why we should get the expansion. That's because of all the stuff in Game Informer. They should have been more transparent and maybe not kept it a fucking secret from the community that hey, you're gonna get the info, but you're gonna have to wait till like what was it, late June, August? Well, it was August because it was this. It was this past week, right? Yep. So. Yeah, that you know now that they've given all this information, uh, you know I there's just it, it answered a lot of questions. I because I know we're actually going to get into is the forty dollar price tag worth it a little bit later. Uh, so I don't want to get into it now, but it definitely opened up a lot of uh, eyes, you know. But the, yeah, it's just it's still it's still a lot with Destiny that I'm not sure. Like, one of the, I guess one of the big things is that. You know, I've been doing matchless buttons for five years, right? And one of the things I have said, like when I was writing articles and when I've been doing podcasts, is that game companies do not care about your feelings. They don't understand your feelings. They don't care about you complaining. The only language they understand is money. So when you're upset with something, you have to talk with your money. You know, it's the only thing that they understand. And, you know, I say, you know, you you can't promote bad behavior like with publishers and with developers uh you can't really tolerate it because they're just going to continue to do it and one of the things that i'm wrestling with now is like well if i go ahead and buy the taken king that's exactly what i'm doing i'm saying oh it's okay to give me a shit game for 60 dollars well not sorry destiny's not a shit game don't i don't want i don't want to say that because that's absolutely not true destiny is not a shit game but it really feels like they withheld content from us they didn't address issues there's still massive lag in the Crucible. There's so many problems. And now $140 later, if you buy the Taken King, now all that stuff seems to be taken care of. You know, the Taken King... So, you know, Destiny with the Taken King seems to be the game that we should have gotten in the first place. All the, like A lot of the changes are logical. Right. Um, well, I, I mean, we, I know me and Walter were talking... Of, that, that kind of falls into... Um... <clears throat> a video that got released earlier this week in which a couple of the developers were talking about the initial release, the right. the vanilla. And they said from day one, as soon as it started, they realized, I, I think the quote is, oh my God, there's so much to fix. <laughs> yeah, that that was Luke Smith who, who actually said that in that in that video. Uh, not a Vidoc. So... Um, it really came down to then why did it take so long to fix? Um, why, you know, I, I've noticed with, with some developers, there's, uh, there's a little bit more openness um, and I guess realization about what the issues are and coming forward with it. There seems to be a, a major delay with Bungie. And uh, you're you're talking about some of the things um, Jared just mentioned with uh, let's say with the uh, lag, uh, and um, uh, whether it be Iron Banner or Crucible or some of the other issues that they have. It's it seems like they're not taking care of it until really a whole new game comes out. 
when it, I feel like in some of the other games I've had, when there were issues, you know, within like a week or two, it was, all right, we hear you, we're looking into it, we're going to take care of it. Um, it's just, you know, Bungie, there's a, there's a lot of communication from Bungie, but it just seems like an awful lot of it really doesn't mean a whole lot. I, w- I would say more, there's a lot of things being said from Bungie, but not effective communication. Right, right. Um, and, and that and that falls into, <clears throat> excuse me, that that falls a lot into why you came out with limited information about the game, except for the price. When you could have just, you, you what they really should have done was come out with all of this information. I really do think that we should have they should have come out with all of this information at once so that people could. Uh, could really get uh, a feel for what they're going to purchase or if if they were going to purchase to begin with. All right, so how about we just jump into the topics right now, but before we get into the main topics that we were going to talk about, let's talk a little bit about Gamescom and their presentation. Um, what did you guys think of, of Gamescom? For, for In terms of Bungie, let's ignore all the other stuff, but let's focus on, on the Bungie stuff. You know, I actually, I got to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I was so drowned in work last week. I did not catch Gamescom. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch the videos. Okay. What about you, Waldy? Um, I don't even know what Gamescom is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 swing and a miss in this. Swing and a miss. Udubo Herrera. All right. So he's like Gamescom. <laughs> what is this German thing? Uh, oh, so, so Gamescom came and went last remove. week, and a lot of the videos that I was sending you guys and 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 images and whatnot actually came from Gamescom, and I gotta say they Bungie was way better here than they were at E3. I don't know if it was because it was a more intimate atmosphere or because they actually had substance. Um, it also helped that the Game Informer leak or whatever you want to call it, happened literally the day before games, before their press conference at Gamescom. So all this stuff led to a perfect storm for them to really, you know, get a lot of people in, and, and they said, oh, I definitely want to buy now. Um, but there's a lot of controversy that happened before that, so how about we go ahead and talk about that first. First big thing is... Patch 2.0. The big thing happening is basically auto rifles are getting buffed. Scout rifles, by by the most part, are getting buffed. Um, they they are having some stuff with with ammo, but for the most part, they're still the same. And by default, they're just getting buffed because everything else in the game is getting destroyed and nerfed. Um, hand cannons. They just went to town on hand cannons and. While stuff like Last Word and Thorn might be better close range, they're definitely not going to be the overpowered weapons that they're going to be that they are right now. Um, what did you guys see from the uh, the nerfing and the buffing from Patch 2.0 that really caught your eye? Because we can go into detail about it, but I figured better to ask you guys since um, I'm sure a lot of people already read that um, that update back and forth when it first came out yeah and in, in, in summary uh, 
a lot of it I'm not surprised by. Uh, as much as I'm a Thorn user, uh, I knew it was coming. I had to. And and it's not just the Thorn, it's also the last word, which I think, I feel like has taken over. I see, I feel like I see more of the last word than the Thorn now. Um, so I, I saw that coming. It, it, um, it had to. Even as much as I even used handguns a lot, even I knew that this, it was pretty ridiculous that the range that they had. Um, that, and that was really my main issue with it. It's really the range. I didn't have any problems with how, uh, whether it was overpowered or not. It was really just the fact that you could kill someone from across the map with a handgun. Um, the scout rifles, uh, it doesn't surprise me. They, they sound pretty proud of the, the, uh, uh, of their scout rifles. And, uh, they, I think they want people to use it more often. Um, and, and, um, sorry, the, the auto, the auto rifles, um, I, it sounds like they learned their lesson that they just went a little bit too far, uh, the first time around when really, when really they, they, they nerfed an entire category of guns just because of one gun. And I thought that was totally unnecessary. And I really do think an auto rifle should be one of the, the major, uh, gun categories that people should be using um but um uh, pretty much everything was expected uh i i think if there's if there's one thing that i'm surprised at is the fusion rifles are still kind of off to the side and if they just did something with the the charge rate um you may have uh, a much more popular gun there. And it's a shame because it's, it's the one gun that's different from anything else uh, in any kind of first-person shooter games that we play, so it's, especially for those that play like Call of Duty a lot. I mean, this was the one gun that, that sticks out to be like, oh, this is, for once, it's not a sniper rifle, it's not an auto rifle, it's not a handgun. It's something else. And unfortunately, they made it into something that it's really not very useful. So I would like to see, I would like to see that gun become something more. See, for me, like the fusion rifles, um, well, I understand what you're talking about with the charge rate. I think that they should feel powerful in, in, the, in the, the, the fact that if it takes that long to charge it up, it should mm -hmm. be a powerful blast. And, and never when you're using one, do you feel, oh, it's a powerful weapon? I mean, outside of Plan C, I rarely, rarely see fusion rifles in the Crucible at all. I never see fusion rifles in PvE. Um, I mean, shotguns just completely replace fusion rifles. There's no right. point in using a fusion rifle. Um, I, I remember when I first went through Vault of Glass, one of the weapons that I was using was... Um, oh, I forget the name of the fusion rifle, but it was a, a void fusion rifle to take down uh, the, the minotaurs to take, to take their shield off and then somebody else would go in and, you know, do some damage or whatnot. We would take the minotaur down pretty quickly, but it was that risk reward system where we had a powerful feeling secondary that we don't have that anymore in terms of that weapon. There's, there's no point in having a fusion rifle. Right, right. And I think that that takes away from the uniqueness of the game. 
uh, and for um, a, a game in which they seem to want to adjust everything to give each gun a fair chance um, or a reason to use it, that's the one that keeps falling just by the wayside of, uh, you know, you have a whole gun category here that, that even you just said you don't see it in PvE and you don't see it in PvP. I'm surprised that wasn't one of the main topic of discussions of, hey, you know, people aren't using these guns. What do we have to do to, to get them to use it? Because it's clear they're looking at it that way with all the other guns. You know, uh, what, what do we do about scout rifles? What do we do about auto rifles? Well, you know, uh, let's, let's buff them. Let's, let's add a little bit of range here. Let's add a little bit more uh, power here. Um, you know, let's, let's make it more useful. And whether, whether they, it's just the charge rate, you know, increasing the, uh, the charge rate or maybe even knocking down some of uh, its impact a little bit with the increased charge rate. Uh, you know, just try a little bit more of a balancing act to see whether or not uh, people will pick up on it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at the, the different stuff. It, it seems like they nerfed them and they buffed them at the same time. Um, the one big thing that really stands out to me is, thank God you can't get shot in the toe and die. Final round on sniper rifles are getting nerfed. While you'll still be able to use final round, it'll only do the extra damage on critical hits, not body shots. Jared, did you have, did, was there anything else here in, in this uh, update that, that caught your eye or something? Actually, the whole update caught my eye um, because it's just another example of, and this Bungie hate coming in, by the way, is another example of how Bungie does not know how to balance weapons. Okay? Like, they basically, it feels like with this update and previous updates, it looks like they simply went through the data. Like, okay, users are using hand cannons and um, pulse rifles. They're not using scout rifles. They're not using auto rifles. So let's change, let's change the guns that they're not using to make them more viable. And we're going to take the weapons that they are using and we're going to nerf them. And they, I think they, they don't see that the reason the Crucible is the way it is is because players are only using overpowered weapons or unbalanced weapons. Like, I mean, I'm a Thorn user and I will tell you straight up, the Thorn is OP. The Thorn is OP. Okay, it is. It, it is. It is OP. I think uh, even Red Death or even, uh, well, just Pulse Rifles in general are, well, actually, sorry, I, I shouldn't say Pulse Rifles in general are a little OP, but when you compare them to when they nerfed the uh, the auto rifle, they're definitely OP. Like, there was no balance there. Uh, like, they, they're buffing Scout Rifles. In my opinion, there's zero reason to buff Scout Rifles. Okay, because every scout rifle that I use in the Crucible, I actually I do pretty well with. I just choose not to use them because there's a because you know using a thorn, I get a bigger advantage because the thorn is OP. Or using Red Death, I have a bigger advantage because of how they buff buff the pulse rifles. But there's really no reason to buff scout rifles. With them buffing scout rifles, it's gonna make scout rifles OP. Um, the changes they're making the hand cannons. Uh, I mean, I think uh, I think it'll it'll balance it a bit more, and if they weren't buffing scout rifles, it would be okay. 
Um, they needed to buff auto rifles because they just nerfed them way too much. They became they're 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 not really viable in the Crucible, not because they nerfed them that badly, but compared to the buffs that they gave, you know, the pulse rifle, and then the fact that they didn't really nerf. Oh, I'm sorry, they did nerf the uh, the hand cannons, like with the damage, the range damage, but it was a joke. And the magazine, but it was a joke because I'm still killing snipers with a thorn. You know, do you so think? Like, go for what, it. It's okay. What would? <laughs> you just go ahead and jump right in there, John. Oh, hi guys. Well, <laughs> hi. Um, well, it, I didn't hear anything, so oh, uh, okay. I, th- I thought it came to an end. Sorry, uh, I apologize if I just interrupted you. It's but, no problem. But um, in your opinion, um, like you said, you feel that the. Thorn is overpowered, and uh, there's certainly a couple other guns we could say are overpowered. And you said that, um, so they're going to nerf the Thorn, or hand cannons in general, and then, then they're going to buff scout rifles, now scout rifles are going to become overpowered. Do you think it's better that they, that they play this game of, of these adjustments here or there for all the different gun categories and keep changing them uh, and until they they hope to find some kind of equal balance between them all, or do you think when you have a few guns that are overpowered, that instead of changing them, why don't you make the rest of the guns a little bit bit better to meet what what the overpowered guns can do? Um, it, it, it seems to me if you have an overpower, some overpowered guns, then why don't you make some of the other guns uh, a little bit more equal on their level instead of this back-and-forth game of, well, we're going to buff but nerf, but we're going to nerf that, but buff this, and then we're going to just continue buff-nerfing these other categories. Buff-nerfing. Yes. <laughs> to, to answer your question, Waldy, the one thing I, I from reading extra stuff about 2.0, it seems like they reworked the entire system um, underneath the weapon system. So if, if need be, because I have a feeling the first weapon that people are going to complain about as soon as 2.0 comes out, you're going to see a whole bunch of Madame Multi-Tools. I'm warning you right now, people. I warned you before about Red Death. You didn't want to listen. Modern multi-tools coming your way. It's about to put a foot in your ass. But anyway, um, the it looks like the underlying system beneath the game has been modified to allow greater flexibility in weapon tuning. So it it they actually put a range modifier on, on the guns that actually works. So I, I believe that because they did that, that heavy change to the, the weapon system, <coughs> excuse me, it'll be easier for them to, um, to modify the different weapons and, and balance them out more. The problem with a game like this, back when Vanilla Destiny came out, it was easier to balance the guns. Because they decided to throw 300 different types of weapons in House of Wolves, a lot of them that didn't really mean anything, it's become more of a challenge. It's become almost Borderlands-like. Um, and 
I believe that they're going to get to a point where the guns are going to be somewhat balanced. It's just the, the, the biggest problem is you never want to buff something. You want to bring everything down to a certain level. You never want to bring it up too much. Otherwise, it just becomes a game of one-shot fest. That's exactly what I was going to get into. Like, the fact that if you, if you brought them up to the level of the overpowered weapons, it, it, all of the weapons would be too powerful. There has to be a balance. Like, this isn't armor, you know, or, or a Counter-Strike. You, in Destiny, I don't think you should be turning a corner unless you get sniped in the head. You should not be turning a corner and dying instantaneously. You know, that's the thing. You, you, you have to nerf, you, you have to bring them down. Uh, the overpowered weapons, you can't, you know, bring the uh, the underpowered weapons up to the power of the overpowered one. Um, but in terms of this, I do think it would be it would be best if they just brought the weapons down rather than this constant back and forth, you know, where we're going to buff these weapons and nerf these weapons. Because, like, you know, like, I, I think Mida Multi-Tool is going to be a big one. And I also think Fang is going to be a big one. Because basically that's what I use when I need to have a uh, a legendary in my um, primary slot, then the Fang is what I put in there, and I'll put it, you know, whether it's a, a special or a uh, heavy weapon that I need to be my um, my exotic, I, I just use the Fang as my primary, which, rest in peace, according to uh, the next, uh, or the Taken King, because I won't be able to use that for much longer. Right. I mean, how much time and energy is Bungie putting into creating all these guns? And I just read an article this morning about tons of new exotic weapons uh, that when it really comes down to it, you see like the same five guns everywhere. Very rarely. uh, And it's only because depending, let's say, on a crucible map or a particular enemy that's in close quarters, will you deviate and use something? really specialized, but for the most part, you're using the same weapons or you're being killed by the same weapons. It makes me wonder if, God, for all these all these legendary uh, weapons that came out for House of Wolves that, that everyone immediately turns to uh, modes of light, you know, what was, was there really a, a need for that? Maybe uh, I really wonder whether or not the emphasis should be just making... Um, a handful of quality guns instead of just a, a shitload of guns that everyone's just going to get rid of to begin with. Really, what's the point? Well, I mean, the the big thing, jumping ahead in, in topics a little bit uh, since we opened it up, the big thing with uh, the Taken King is they're basically making all the old stuff irrelevant. So when you do that, you have to introduce a whole bunch of new weapons. You're going to have new players come in, they're going to need their weapons. You're going to have interme- intermediate players, players who stopped at level 20 for whatever reason, who are going to come in. They can't get the, the, the legendaries from, from Jump Street, so they're going to have to start somewhere. Um, and then you're going to have people like you, me, and pretty much everybody else who's been playing this from, for, for a while now, where we're going to need our own weapons. Um, and it's going to be quite a shock when we realize, okay, all the old stuff needs to go, we need to replace it with new stuff. So I think, given that, they know that they're, they're starting from, basically from scratch, um, and, and basically starting a new game, uh, they almost had to do this, where they had to just completely just throw open 
the, the vault, give you a whole bunch of weapons. Um, and the, the three different weapon foundries, the, what is it, the Suros, Omelon, and Hake. Um, I probably mispronounced that. I, I, you do have to do the <laughs> phlegm, but everybody knows it's the Hake. <laughs> the the Hake. Um, where it seems like that's where the, the specialization is going to come into play. Um, especially with stuff like uh, Omelon, where they're going to have all these alien tech, Suros, where you can modify stuff, and then Hake with their um, with their uh, back to basics approach. Um, I, it's going to be an interesting since we don't know too much about the weapons that are coming out outside of the fact that oh, you and I are going to get a Suros pack because we pre-ordered. Ha ha. I guarantee you I'm going to get rid of that weapon within the next two weeks. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I'm, uh, it, it's tough to really say how, how to approach it. I understand where you're coming from, um, where we basically, anytime we get a low-grade humility or some stupid shotgun, we basically shard that mm -hmm. mode of light. I think it's going to be more interesting now where people are going to say, okay, this gun is going to do this, but it only does this if it's a hake weapon, or if it only does this if it's an omelon weapon, or a suros weapon. So now you're going to be keeping more things, even though you don't, you're not going to get any more space in your, your vault. It's going to be an interesting time uh, once this once uh, Taken game comes out, because they're still holding back something regarding legendary weapons, because they told us, yeah, your your old weapons aren't going to be useful, but don't shard them yet. Don't shard them yet. Hold on to them. Hold on to them. Well, I think I think it was mentioned in the game uh, informer article that they said you can still use those weapons in like the uh, I don't know first five or six I guess um, um, I guess boards or whatever. Right, the story uh, missions. Yeah, in the story missions, you know. So they, you know, there's no reason to get rid of them yet because they'll still be useful in the beginning. But in that time, I'm sure you're you're gonna start. Um, picking up new weapons that you're going to replace them with. You're going to have to. Right. No, but, but the, the, there's, there's more in addition to that. Uh, they're, they're, they're talking about possibly an infusion system where let's say I get a scout rifle from the new raid um, and I have the, uh, the Fangavir Ute. I could sacrifice my Fangavir Ute to the scout rifle to give it certain powers. Like, I don't know, Third Eye. Or the arc burn ability, or something. There's a lot of hints that that's where they're going with. Like that's how you empower your weapons. You sacrifice weapons to it, and it takes yeah, on certain I, I, persons. I I, I I admire with the changes that they're trying to make. You know, ultimately, they're trying to make a better game. But I I feel like um, as we discuss this more and more, that we're just going to run into a lot of the same problems that we've run into already with the weapons. There's going to be a ton, uh, tons of new exotic weapons. People are going to pick the one or two that are easily most overpowered, and everyone's going to complain about them. Then they're going to have to go through this whole system again of how do we change that. Uh, I like this idea of the sacrifice one gun in order to have this other gun to have some of its qualities. It's different. It's new. But it won't be long before there's uh, a Reddit uh, uh, 
articles on how to um, reforge your weapon or how what weapons to use in order to essentially make a new overpowered weapon that either everybody will go after or it'll be something that needs to be changed again. Speaking of uh, the reforging, if you've noticed, a lot of these features on the weapons have completely omitted the topic of reforging weapon. They have talked about reforging armor, but they haven't talked about reforging weapons. Um, in addition to your uh, to the uh, weapon handler getting having a perk system, and uh, you can rent weapons, kind of like. Um, Link between worlds where he'll let you rent the weapon and then all of a sudden you got to give it back because you died or whatever. Um, it, it seems like they're putting that kind of system and then you can choose to buy it and it'll come to you on Wednesday with random perks. So it seems like they're kind of going back to the old style where the guns that you can purchase or whatnot will have random perks and you can't just spend endless motes of light to, per to, to reforge it to the quote-unquote perfect roll. Thank God, because that shit was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, That's how you get the fucking Matador. That's how you get the Matador. That's overpowered, too, and I fucking love my Matador. Okay. So many oh. people, they hate my Matador. I love fucking love it. <laughs> and what surprised <laughs> me is that they would take a gun like the Matador and just basically give it out, which is what they did. It wasn't a gun that needed to be earned. Um, or, or, or party, party crasher. They just gave it out to people. And, and, and... You shouldn't be surprised that there's a lot of complaints about people just running around with shotguns. Yeah. Some of the biggest maps, I watch people run around with shotguns, and it's a matador or a party crasher. And, it, you know, and it's like, this is your fault. This is your fault because you handed these things out. Yeah, I, I see people rolling with those shotguns in Pantheon, which is basically Sniper's Alley, and yet... You have somebody aiming down sights to, to snipe, and all of a sudden you see blink shotgun. Like, how did this happen? Bungie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what the thing about the gun balancing? They really, like, it feels like they don't play the game. That's what it feels like. It feels like they don't play the game. Or, like, you know, they play PvE, but they don't play PvP, the people who are making decisions uh, to, to change these weapons. Because in PV, PvE... Uh, the weapon changes, for the most part, have been great. I mean, like you, a lot of people switch over to shotgun from fusion rifle, but the fusion rifles aren't completely irrelevant. Like, there's, there's still times where I use a fusion rifle, depending on the situation. But with the PvP, you need much, a, a much more nuanced approach to the weapons and the balance. And I feel like they need to have a team of people. That's all they do. All they do is play fucking Crucible. So they can see what he's been having. Because if you're a Crucible player and you play Crucible on a regular basis like we do, I think it's pretty obvious what needs to happen with the guns. They need to be blown up. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty obvious. Like, you know, the th why did it take them almost a year to nerf the Thorn? Why? Like, that gun from the start was a problem. I don't understand. I don't understand how they could allow a burning effect on the Thorn. Actually, to be fair, it wasn't a problem until the auto rifle nerf really kicked in it was it, it was lethal but it wasn't lethal to the to the way it is now dude i stopped using auto rifles before the auto rifle nerf because of the thorn 
like, I mean, I think, you know what I think happened? More people started getting the thorn, and it became more obvious. Mm-hmm. Because the thorn was, it was yeah, kind of difficult yeah. to there, get. There's definitely... Yeah, Go you, ahead, Johnny. You already started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it, you, you know, I, I do like the idea of making, and it sounds like this may happen um, with the Taken King, is that there's going to be weapons that you're going to have to go through a lot in order to get. I like that. Um, but just knowing what, what Bungie has done, it's there's just going to be people like, just complaining nonstop. They have a gun that I don't have. Probably because the, they either can't do raids or they, they don't have enough people to get together in order to, to complete certain missions. Um, and these guns, technically, from my point of view, should be very good guns. They should be top-tier guns. If you have to put a lot of time, a lot of grinding, a lot of searching playing with um, uh, with groups of people. These should be really good guns. And it's just going to cause people to complain. And and from what I can tell, Bungie, uh, as much as it takes them a long time to, to finally uh, get to uh, making changes, they seem to cave in. And there's still a part of me that believes there's just certain guns that should be really good and but they should be very hard to get and when you when you take some of these guns and jared just mentioned about the thorn uh, a gun that's that should be hard to get um and you start introducing it to more and more people and people are able to get through um all the objectives in order to get it that then you have what you have now which is um Six on six crucible, in which probably at least eight out of twelve have thorn. Uh, three have three have the last word, and the, and then some newbie is running around with a a hard light. <laughs> you just hear it like, where is that guy? We need to kill that guy. <laughs> or no lands beyond. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, moving on, Baldy. <laughs> Um, now to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, it does seem like for the exotics, Bungie has said that there's over 12 uh, new exotic weapons that are going to be introduced in the game. A lot of these exotics seem to be going on quest lines. You have to go on a specific quest line to actually earn that weapon. Um, I they they already mentioned one of the weapons, a heavy fusion rifle, which is more of a railgun than anything else, I forget what it's called right now, where you have to find the parts of it inside the dreadnought. Once you get all the parts, you take it to the gunsmith. He remembers about this weapon, and he sends you on a quest line to get certain things for it. And that's how you empower the weapon to actually use it. Um, I personally am okay with this, as long as the things are actually challenging. I'm not saying full-on Final Fantasy VII Ruby Weapon uh, style challenge where it's almost impossible unless you know uh, that Hades freezes him, but that's besides the point. I'm going in a different direction. Um, but it should be a very challenging thing, and it shouldn't just completely drop on you like, oh, 
I I know where it is. Follow me. I'll take you to it. Everybody gets this piece. Yay! Like, it, it should be somewhat predictable, but at the same time, a little bit of randomness introduced to it. Like, oh, there's a big, huge boss that you have to fight to get to the other side, to start the quest line, to find the piece. Something like that. Yeah, I, it does, I've, it, I have it no does... problem with the guns having their own kind of story for you to, to kind of go along in order to get. Um, let's take um, Necrochasm. That, you know, as much as it was annoying to finally uh, uh, get a um, Cruxacrota, but there was, you had to work for that gun. And I, I don't mind doing that. You know, and, and I'm not I'm not someone I don't get mad at people that kill me with guns that they had to work towards in order to get. If I see someone that kills me with a messenger that they you, you know that they got from uh, the lighthouse, you know, I, I don't get angry at them because ah oh, man, they, they went nine and oh and they made it to the lighthouse and they were able to get that gun. Yeah, I, I I don't sit there and say that's not fair. That in fact more than anything it makes me say I really want to get that gun. I need to figure out a way to get to the lighthouse. I don't like being killed by Eidolon Alley. <laughs> no, but uh, it, it, it does seem like that's where Bungie's going, where they want to introduce quest lines. Um, and it does seem like they're going to go back and change up a lot of the experience. Um, going and going forward a little bit in the topics one of the big things that they're doing is they're they're going back and they're cleaning up pieces of the story one of the big things is bye bye peter dinklage we hardly knew he and yes the wizard did come from the moon you can go to the moon now and in comes uh nathan drake i mean uh nolan north i'm sorry um and he's coming in he's replacing all the uh the voice acting for the ghosts he's going to be more involved in the story and they're re-recording certain things so that it cleans out and fleshes out the story so it makes sense. Um, and they're also redoing the, the subclasses so that they have their own quest line. Um, this is something I saw happening as soon as they, they, they told everybody, hey, if you guys want the year one emblem, you have to do this quest line to get this emblem. As soon as I saw that, I was like, this is the direction they want to go in. I, de I definitely could see them doing this not only with um, stuff such as the year one emblem, but also weapons and bounties and whatnot. How do you guys feel about uh, this direction that they're going in? Uh, I mean, I've played the game. I'm not going to go back and replay the game just to see the stuff that they either added or for more story. Uh, I've, I'm past that. Um, it doesn't really interest me that much, and and yeah, uh, adding a new voice helps. I, I don't, I don't know. I I don't know the backstory of what happened in those recording rooms, but there's a part of me that, after seeing what Bungie has done um, so far with this game, that this may not have had anything to do with Peter Dinklage, but whoever was telling him how to read this, read the dialogue, and and whoever wrote it, um, so. Uh, I have no no problems with them changing things up, but I don't think their emphasis should be well. We we're going back and fixing the original game that you played. Um, you know, I when it comes down to the price of the product, I I want to see new 
new items. I want to see new objectives, new maps, new new everything. Uh, that's great. That's great that you're doing it. it. It's in a way they're saying we screwed up. This could this should have been better. Yeah, I agree. And let us fix it for forty dollars. Thank you. Right, right, and that that's why I have to say that you know if you're going to talk about you know, price playing a part, that's where you have to impress me with what's new. Don't tell me you're you're basically you're basically putting out a, a director's cut of the game uh, of how it should have been should have been done. Uh, yeah, so it, it's. It, uh, it's it's welcome. Uh, I'm okay with it. And they wanted to go in a different direction with uh, uh, how some of the story is and everything, and and who's doing the voice acting, and and you mentioned the emblem and and uh, very uh, uh, objective uh, gameplay. Uh, that's fine, but uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta really stress what's new. Right. No, I I do think that they they they're definitely stressing what's new. I think the big thing uh, was that if you if you really think about it, this is the first full year that the developers, the current developers, because Bungie went through a major upheaval seven more seven months before it was released. This is the first full year where where the developers at at, at right now have full control over the story. Because the original writer left, and they had to change everything. Everything about the story. The problem is, they already had recordings. They already paid these people. So they're not going to come back and, and re-record stuff. So they had to take bits and pieces of what was there and completely fit it into what they had. And they, had, they only had seven months to do it. So I kind of am happy that they went back and cleaned it up. Uh, simply for for the fact that it'll put a foundation for what we're gonna see in the future. Um, I'm looking at I was looking at the videos um, for Taken King. One of the big things is this massive dogfight um, in the rings of Saturn, and then all of a sudden a giant explosion um, in one of the rings, and you see the queen's brother kind of like screaming, and he has this, this look on his face. So he's probably gonna become a bigger part of the story than what he was. Before. I know I people. Dies. I know a lot of people hate <laughs> this character. Fucking hope he dies. I hope he has a terrible death, and it's not redeeming. He goes out like a bitch. That's what I hope. That's that's what I want to happen. That to that fucker. And and, and his and his ship turns into a giant rubber ducky. Something. <laughs> Something that's not redeeming at all. I don't want anybody liking this guy when he fucking dies. Like, oh man, he died like such a bitch. I know, right? Like, that's what I want to happen. Now, one of the things I was actually interested in getting your take on, Jared, mm-hmm. is that, okay, the, the, the first eight missions of the Taken King are going to be, um, one of, we, we know one of them's on Phobos, um, and they're doing stuff where you're getting the, the, the new subclass. But the second chapter of the story takes place on various stuff. One of them, actually two of the missions, involve the Vault of Glass and Crota's End, the raids. We're going to go to the Vault of Glass to discover what happened with Praetith. And we're going to Crota's grave in the his dimension or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 
I know you're not a huge fan of revisiting old areas. No. Especially in reverse. Oh, yeah. But given that they're going in different directions with this and they might open up new areas in the raid and stuff, or use up areas in the raid that, for example, remember when during the jumping puzzle, you have the one that's very apparent in front of you. Waldy knows which one I'm talking about. There's yeah. a second jumping puzzle area in the back when you go through the um, caves that there's more jumping puzzles and more area over there, and then there's the portal and stuff. They could be going in that and over there and opening new stuff up. How would you feel if they opened up new stuff in areas where the raid was? Um, I still call bullshit. Like, I want new content, especially for $40. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the stuff that they're going back and doing, like, revoicing and giving, uh, clearing up the story and changing the leveling, that should just be icing on the cake. That $40 that you're spending should be brand new content. And if they, if they keep rehashing, because the thing about Destiny, it's not like it's huge. It's not huge. Destiny is not a huge game in the least. You know, it is not an expansive world or, you know, an expansive adventure going over multiple worlds. It does go over multiple worlds, but each of those worlds are pretty small. You know, and we should, like, it's, we should have new content for $40. We shouldn't be paying for them to redo the original game and then give us a little bit more icing on the cake. Like, these eight missions for the Taken King. They should be new areas on the planets that we've been. They, we should not be going to the same places over and over again. And this is one of the reasons why I'm still on the fence about, you know, the Taken King. Because if I buy the Taken King, and then it, it is exactly what we're talking about, where they have rehashed areas, and uh, which they could totally do. Actually, that one strike that's on Venus uh, that we saw... That goes through like what the, it goes through the same area that you go through when you go to uh, fight the dude on the steps. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Zydron. Yeah, the, the uh, gate lord. The gate lord. Yeah, like you see them fighting through that area, probably in reverse, and then you go to like probably like a final new area where you fight this boss. You know, like this is the shit that I'm talking about. This is the, this is exactly the shit that I'm talking about. So I hope that did I did I clear it up? <laughs> well, one of the new areas that we are going to go to on Earth is actually behind the Sepkis Prime layer. Um, you go to the Sepkis Prime room, you'll actually see a, bro- a broken Sepkis Prime on the ground, and then behind him, I don't know if you've ever looked at the room, there's a giant like garage door in the back where the like there you see the water, and then there's a garage door in the back that's kind of cracked open. You can kind of see over there. Uh-huh. You're going to be going that way and up the space shuttle to the top. This is going to sound bad, but there's no other way to put it. The top three balls on, on top of the, the, the ship. Yeah. And I think you're fight. I don't know if you're fighting um, Oryx proper or if it's like fake Oryx and it's just his version of Omnigul or whatnot. But there's something going up there with where you realize, oh, wait a minute. There's more wolves over here, and there's an actual entire... I think it actually might be House King that's up there, because they're all hidden and stuff, but that's beside the point. You're going to go up there, and you're fighting Oryx and his Taken and whatnot. 
yeah, like stuff like that. Like I want new areas. I I, don't, I want this this bullshit. You know, two thirds of the mission or three fourths of the mission is in old areas where we fought through, God knows how many times, and now we've fought through them in both forward and backward. <laughs> but you know, we fought through these areas, God knows how many times, and now at the very end of those areas, okay, now there's a little bit. You know, there's a little bit new content. Like no. No, I, I don't like that at all. I think that's why I'm I'm more excited about the, the dreadnought. It's because it's something new. It's something I haven't seen yet. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see you completely hating the first chapter. Although the first chapter does seem to be there's a lot of new stuff because you will be going to Mercury. Um, apparently. People have already hacked into the area where the Titan gets his hammer. Um, the way they've hacked, you have to go nine and zero. And when you go, when you go nine and zero. If you notice, um, kind of like it is on um, on almost said Venus, but it's actually Mars, the Black Garden. When you go in the normal way, um, if you go towards the area where the strike takes you, the Undying Mind. There's a mm-hmm. big gate. Uh, it's like staticky gate, vex gate, that actually pushes you back if you jump towards it. A similar type of gate like that is in is on Mercury, and supposedly they've already hacked into it. Where you go into this giant area, and when you go through the through there, there's um that there's omissions or or vex or whatnot, and that's where you would get the uh. The, the hammer, and Mercury itself is actually rather the the social area. I should say is actually rather new, and that's com- that was completely added. That in fact, that's one of the reasons why t- uh, the House of Wolves was so big, because they added that whole huge um, social area in anticipation of stuff that they're doing in the future. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. And I know you're not super excited about going back to. S- I mean, one of the missions. I was looking at the at the video. One of the missions actually takes place on a crucible map. Yeah, I saw that on Mars, right? Right. Uh, is it Blind Watch? Blind Watch. Yep. Yeah. Bought a bunch of times there. <laughs> Get ready to go back there. Good, yeah. then, then you know it really well then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know it better than the enemies that you play against. Yeah. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. But like like Waldy, I am very excited to go back. Well, not back to go to the Dreadnought, completely new area, um, a huge fortress in the sky. Um, the area that we get to explore apparently is as large as Mars or Earth. So it's huge, um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff, whole bunch of stuff to do there. In order to even get there, you're gonna have to level your guy up to be almost new cap is forty. Um, and one of the big things is that they're removing the light um, in terms of level. The, the light is still in the game. It'll be attached to your armor and your weapons, but they, it'll affect the amount of damage it does for weapons and the amount of damage you can take in terms of armor. Um, I still don't know how I feel about the li- that light stuff, just because it seems like such a weird system. I am glad that they got rid of it in terms of leveling, but what do you guys feel about with it, with the terms with, in terms of the the light? I mean, I kind of I want to see how it plays out because my understanding is that 
you know, you have to level, like, you know, via experience from, you know, 1 to 40, or in our case, it's 34 to 40. Uh, but I, I want to say I play that because it doesn't light. It's like it's supposed to affect how powerful you are, I guess, how, like, how hard your shots hit. I want to see how that plays out. You know, in PvE, I, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a big deal. I want to see how it plays out in PvP. Like, what's the difference between somebody who has a highlight level uh, on a maxed out character versus somebody who doesn't? Like, how does that come? How is that going to play out in uh, Iron Banner? You know, that, in my opinion, that <laughs> that takes a, a a game that you know the with the with the PvP that it seems like they can't get under wraps right now and just makes it more complicated. Because they can't, like, I mean, there's, you would, if you tell me uh, that that the Crucible is balanced, I'm going to call you a fool and probably slap you in the face. Because you're an idiot. Because it's fish. not. With fish. Yeah, that's that's the acceptable way to do it, right? Do do with the sturgeon. Yes. The only way, that's the only way to okay. do it. Oh, you know, I'm not a, a savage, Jorge. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, like that's the thing. The crucible is not balanced as it is, so now they're adding another layer of complexity that they have to worry about and balance onto a game mode that's not already that's not balanced. You know, and that's I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, but I mean that, that's that's the thing. I mean, and that's one of the reasons I don't like Trials of Osiris. Like, I mean, uh, actually, I played for the first time, as you guys know. <laughs> this uh, what was that Friday night? Yeah, yes. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, um, I think when I played and we got done, I said that you can't have an elimination game type for a uh, a game that's not balanced. And that was that's true, but it's also, you can't have an elimination game type for a game that's this cheesy. So you have a game that has, you know, tons of cheese and it's not balanced, and you can't have, like, an elimination game type. You need All the game types you have to have have to be semi, like, playful. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get we at this point we don't get too mad when we die in the crucible or when we lose in the crucible because it kind of doesn't matter. It doesn't sting that much. Everybody's got cheese and we use it and we blow the shit out of each other on maps. But when you're playing, you know, an elimination game type, you know, the cheese is just more frustrating and it's more annoying. And so are the uh, imbalances. You know what I'm saying? And for them to to add another layer of complexity on top of that stuff, they're not balancing. You know, it it just I I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, when when we were playing, uh, we got Gorgonzola to right on out of the. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm saying, like first of all, it, you why like, in, in a in a game like that, why do is radar on? First of all, second of all, the the imbalances come in because what like we were dying because they were spamming us with arc grenades and the flame burst. Like, come on. <laughs> like, no, the, the worst, the worst, and you have to admit this, was when we got lag switched. Yes, that was the absolute worst, obviously. I mean, that's another issue in itself. Bungie doesn't really, it feels like they don't take the PvP that seriously because they haven't done anything about that either. I mean, there's not much they can do to stop people from doing it, uh, but they need to take more action on players who are doing it. You know? Uh, so, I mean, if there's other, other games can, can they can take, they, they, they know, well, they can figure out when players are abusing the game and using lag to their advantage and they ban those players. I mean, uh, Valve does it every, you know, let's say every five to six months, you know, 
but Bungie hasn't addressed it at all. Yeah, I'm surprised. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking about this the other day that um, you know, of course, you can always report the player, <clears throat> and whether that really does a whole lot, um, I, I can't say. Uh, even though I know that when we played against that person that was uh, lag switching, that I think I spent half the game just reporting him um, <laughs> instead of actually joining into the game, which is part of the reason why we lost. But we were going to lose anyway. Um, the I, I almost wondered why Bungie doesn't have some form of a like a reporting system on their on their website where you can actually give the player's name and then support it with uh the video and something uh, that way you know they, they can actually see it for themselves and see what's going on and then something could be done almost immediately about that player or even some kind of website where people could go and report it uh, but it would have to be backed up with with a uh, a short video just showing them what exactly is going on and the more that it happens, I would think Bungie would have to step in and, and recognize it even more. Because I, I know there'd be plenty of it. Yeah, I mean, I was fortunate enough. Uh, to, on Friday, I played a couple times. I went 8-2. and two, So obviously I deleted my, uh, my, my card and got a new one since there's no point in going for the ninth win since you're not going to go to the moon. The Mercury, or you're not going to get anything else. Um, was able to go seven and three. Then there were times where I just got boat raced on out of there. Um, and today I was fortunate enough uh, where we went flawless. Um, I got a whole bunch of scholars, one for each element actually, which is weird. Um, and but I gotta say the the payoff. Where this stuff wasn't too tremendous. I'm interested in what they're going to be doing. Because one, one thing a lot of people aren't talking about. There's going to be a Trials 2.0. Because they're introducing bounties for Trials of Osiris. Um, that's going to include new armor, new weapons, new gear. All that stuff. Um, and it almost seems like they're going to make Osiris his own faction which is going to be interesting not only for um for the weapons that you might get and, or whatnot but in also in terms of the storyline since Osiris and the storyline does not agree with the speaker at all i mean one of the, the helmet if you look at the helmet it says don't you find it interesting that the one named the speaker rarely has anything useful to say so they they, they they're going to explore that i hope they explore that later on in, in, the, in the game, but that's beside the point. Um, I'm just interested to see what they do with the light levels in the Crucible and all the stuff that they're going to be doing in the Crucible. And I pray to God, I pray to God that they just take the entire Iron Banner and they completely flip it on its, uh, on its own thing and, and make it a completely different thing. Iron Banner, la last time we played Iron Banner, it was a little bit better than the lag fest that we had previously, but it wasn't that much better. There were games that were very, very playable, and me and Waldy, we, we were all playing with our friends. We did pretty good, um, but then there were games where it would just, it felt like a, a slog to just 
grind through all that lag, and it was just terrible. Um, and and the rewards just don't 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 feel worth it. The armor, it looks amazing. I love putting that armor on for looks. I will never, outside of PVE, because some of the stuff actually is pretty good for PVE. I will probably never wear that that stuff in competitive multiplayer in the actual stuff that matters. It's terrible. The, the, the reward system, I, I hope they completely fix it and, and they make it better in, in Taken Gang. Yeah. But Particularly rewards, Prison of Elders. Let's not forget about the reward system in Prison of Elders. Speaking of Prison of Elders, um, the one interesting thing on the Dreadnought that kept catching my eyes is this one area called the Court of Oryx. Even though it's a patrol area, it's an arena-like challenge mode where bosses will continuously challenge you. So it's it's basically taking kind of like the stuff from um, Prison of Elders and putting it in there while you're on patrol, and you can choose whether or not you want to go there. Right. Um, and I could definitely see a couple exotics coming out of this. Um, they also mentioned the King's Fall is the name of the new raid. They already said it's Guaranteed to be larger than the Vault of Glass. They haven't specified what the level is, or, what, or if there's going to be a hard level. They all said to be determined. And they've mentioned that the second half of the story mostly takes place on the Dreadnought. There's a new strike, new stuff that are that will be happening on the Dreadnought. There won't be any more "quote unquote" easy mode in terms of public, uh, in terms of patrols. Um, the public events will be challenging. They're, they keep emphasizing bosses. There's not target. Like, you're not going after a specific target. You're going to go after a boss. So it's going to be more... And a lot of these bosses, they, they mentioned that it's almost Zelda-like. Like, for example, you have a knight. You keep shooting him, it, ke it keeps seeing immune. But if you notice, there's this big red spot on the back that you have to have somebody hit. So that he goes down, and then, like, let's say his helmet comes off or what, or opens up or whatnot. You have to hit the boss that way. There's a lot of multi. There, there. From what I keep reading, stuff that Mr. Luke Smith, your favorite guy, uh, Jarrett, um, keeps saying they're going for a lot of multi-stage bosses, where kind of like the, the spider tank. You shoot the legs, open its neck, shoot the neck, and then you go from there. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about these uh, this stuff with with Dreadnought so far? Oh, when I read it, you said the Dreadnought is a huge fortress. Is it supposed to be an explorable area, or is it actually yes. supposed to be like? So it's not even it's not even like a raid, right? The Dreadnought is 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 like you have Earth, Mars, Moon, Venus, Dreadnought, which is over there in by Saturn. It's its own explorable area, and the raid is inside the Dreadnought. So the raid is inside of an area that we're going to get to explore. Exactly. Yes. Kind of like, like Venus. Well, I mean, in Venus, you can't, like, you can't go into the Vault of Glass right. without actually having, you know, being inside of a group that's in the Vault of Glass. Right. No, but, but like, for example, like, you'll get to explore, and you get to pass the entrance to the raid, but you can't go inside. That, oh, okay. You, you'll you'll see the entrance of the raid, but you won't be able to go inside. Okay, right. that's what you're saying. All right. So the raid. Oh, I was gonna say, see, there they are, cheating you again. <laughs> but no, okay. I, I see what you're saying. Um. Well, they said it's comparable to to Earth and Mars. Uh, I mean, that's great. 
I'd, like we already have something the size of Earth and Mars. It's Earth and Mars. I want bigger at this point. I mean, at this point, they should be really looking to fit. I mean, how many active players do they have on the PS3 and the Xbox? Really? Really? I mean, like, how many active players do they have? They should be looking to phase those systems out and giving the next-gen systems, you know, more content. Because if they didn't have to worry about those older systems, then, I mean, we we would probably have better content as it is. You know, we'd probably have, we probably we would definitely have a bigger vault, you know, and the, the the levels that we play on will probably definitely be bigger. Like, Destiny is so far from hitting its potential on the new consoles. But I'm not really, I wouldn't say I would be impressed by a, a, a patrolable area that's as big as Mars or Earth, because, I mean, they're not that big. Sorry to interrupt you, but I think the big thing, um, the, the reason they haven't removed PS3 and Xbox 360 support, from what it, this is just me taking the information provided and, and, and analyzing it. They're saving it for Destiny 2 not because they want to, but because the system isn't there yet. They're still making Destiny 2 and it's and the the progress is is it, it's still not there yet for for them to completely introduce this new system cuz with if if all reports are are to be believed, Destiny 2 is going to be humongous. It's going to be it's going to change everything. In terms of the system, it's good. It's a, it's a completely new system. One of the one of the big things. Um, I don't know if if you guys realize, or I'm sure you guys realize this. Every time you change a weapon in the Crucible, like let's say the, I I have a sniper rifle, and I'm not getting these kills with the sniper rifle. I'm gonna have to just switch to my shotgun. I can't switch to my shotgun mid fight without losing all my ammo. That's actually a glitch in the game's code. That they cannot fix using the current system. Why? I have no idea. I'm not the programmer. I'm not the one that figures this out. But the current engine does not support them changing the uh, from one weapon to another without completely removing all the all the ammo. I have a very hard time believing that. I have a, a you know they don't want to spend the money to spend the time to figure out how to fix it. That's what that means. Uh, that's that, from from one coder listening to that. That just sounds like bullshit to me. Like they don't want to spend the money on the time because the thing is about like you know obviously the, the code base is already done. The money that they have to spend is a resource. Like you know a person actually working on it. They want that person working on something else. So it's it's really just a matter of priorities. You know what I'm saying? And and like uh, I guess going back to you know with that in mind. And going back to the conversation about having large levels, the, I, I can't, like, it's not, I, 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 it can't be that, well, so I'm sorry, obviously it is a limitation of their system, let's say that. It's a limitation of their system, but that's a limitation they put in place on their own. They decided to, because, I mean, look at a game like GTA, and then you look at GTA Online, you can go from one side of Los Santos all the way to, you know, a different, like, you know, to the other. You know, you can go, well, actually, Los Angeles is just the city, but you can go to the other city that's, like, you know, in the in the sticks, you know, out there without loading, uh, changing levels. Like, it's all seamless, and that's, you can do that in regular GTA and GTA Online. 
So I, it's hard for me to believe that if they wanted to, they could have totally done that. They could have totally made levels that were bigger. Like, just like GTA Online, because GTA Online, that map is huge. That map is probably the size of, I gotta say, at least three or four Earths, you know, in Destiny. And so that's just a limitation that they decided to put in place. And what that comes down to is uh, priorities and just they not wanting to spend the resources or use, use a resource to, to make it bigger. What do you think of uh, the, the stuff in the, in the Dreadnought, Waldy? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely interested in seeing it. There's, there's an awful lot of this that it's, it's too early to tell uh, how I'm going to feel about it until I'm actually in it. Uh, you know, when you, t- you mentioned like the whole light system and everything, it's, uh, I, I feel like I won't really grasp it and see exactly what's going on until I'm in it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ex- looking forward to going somewhere other than earth and the moon and Mars and Venus, uh, seeing something else. I've seen some of the, um, the art that was done for the dreadnought and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I like seeing something different. It's, it's one of the, the drawbacks to destiny is that it's, after a while, it's just the same thing over and over and over again. So seeing something different, having having uh, um, these events in which you know you'd be going against bosses again. It, it, the, the other thing I've noticed is all it seems to me an awful lot of this uh, is solidifying the idea that you're going to be playing this with with other people. I I just I. I don't see anyone saying, you know, I think I want to go on the Dreadnought and start battling bosses, taking on challenges on, against bosses by myself. Uh, 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 everything just seems more like all right, you're going to want to be playing with other people on this. Um, so, and, and that really falls back to one of the main reasons why I enjoy the game. Um, is because I'm playing the game with friends. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I'm interested in see what happens with the Dreadnought. Um, yeah, I, I, I certainly, uh, you know, Jared brought up uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto, and and I kind of wonder the same thing with a lot of games. Why, why there's so many limitations? Why is this game so wide open? And why are some of these others where, you know, if I get a little bit too close to the line, suddenly I have a countdown on my screen telling me I'm going to die unless I move one, one, one inch to the right. You know, is it, is there a reason why I can't just explore other areas? Uh, when clearly it's there, when every time we go into a uh, vault of glass, clearly there's plenty of other areas. Um, then why is, why have it there? If, if you can't do anything with it. So, uh, yeah, and we'll see what happens with Destiny 2. I, I don't know. I, I still think, um, you know, I, I know you're definitely for uh, the Taken King. Jared is a little bit more on the line, and, and I guess we'll, we'll learn more soon which way he falls on it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do Taken King, but I, I'm definitely going to, uh, you know, kind of keep an eye on things and on how Bungie does this. Um, 
because this is a lot of time and energy going into these games that, um, you know, they, they really get, need to start to, to earn that time and energy and money in order to keep me going into it. Right. I mean, jumping on one of the things that you just said right there, I really hope Bungie within the next few weeks, because they're going to start doing Twitch reveals, kind of like what they did with, uh, ooh, excuse me, with House of Wolves. Um, but anyway, I really hope that they introduce a, a social space, an actual social space where you're talking to other people. Hey, I need to do this mission. Anybody want to join up? And it's in-game. Right. Destiny LFG is cool, and I can get groups really, really quickly. But to actually have it in-game makes it more interactive. You, 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 you feel like, okay... I don't have to boot up my computer. I can just go to, I don't know, the tower. And I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I had a thought, but I don't want to interrupt you like some people on the podcast. Oh, snap. Oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, I, I just... talk about passive-aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> go for it. Okay. But yeah, I just hope that they introduce something in the tower to do something like that. And from what I hear, they're changing certain things in the tower. They haven't really said for what, so I, I hope that's one of the things. Um, the big thing that concerns me is there's players um, like Sage. He's probably not going to pick up Taken King if, as Waldy said, a lot of these things are big social things. If it's not something he can go ahead and take care of by himself. I mean, he was when last time he came in, the big thing was... I don't even do uh, the bounties anymore because why do I need to do them? It's so easy to level up an item. I mean, I do one mission, the daily mission, almost the entire uh, weapon's completely maxed out. So yeah. it's it's going to be interesting for players such as that. And I had a feeling something like this was going to happen. Um, this is a very social game. It's meant to be social, and they've been introducing more and more social elements into the game, even though they haven't really given you a tool to use in game, so it, it it's it's going to be interesting when you see players who come from that single player first person shooter experience, and they're they're faced with well this isn't what I originally signed up for, and they start leaving. You know uh, the thing I was going to bring up is that I don't know how it is on the Xbox side. I don't know how the the Xbox app works on phone. Actually, no, the uh, they do have that Xbox like Glass app. I guess, and I'm not sure if they added the ability to use the like you know chat like you know or or typing on it, but on the PS3 on the on the on the PlayStation app, you can definitely pick up your phone, start typing, and it will show up on the screen for you. With that being the case, it really is it really that hard for Bungie to put a text chat in the game? I I I've been saying it since since the beginning. If, if it's it's halfway there to being an M an MMO, and one of the big things is the global chat. And it's it, it. I think if you're not gonna do an LFG in the game, at least introduce the global chat where you say, "Hey, I'm looking for this." Because right now, the only thing that Bungie's introduced is on the apps. You can put. I'm going back to the old aim days, like a an away message that kind of says a whole bunch of stuff of what you're doing. Or you can put it in your, your aim profile and people look at your aim profile and it's like, oh, this is what he's doing. Oh, I, I'm going to fill out this list. 
Um, except, you know, in this game, it'll be like, oh, he wants to do this. I'm available for that. I'll send him a message. But you actually have to go through the app to actually even get close to this stuff. And it doesn't make any sense sometimes. The app is so clunky that why would I use it to, to for a social thing? It just doesn't make sense. We mean talking about the Destiny app. Yeah, the Destiny app. The PlayStation app, it used to be junk when it only, at least for me anyway, I know some people, it didn't work that way, but um, my experience, it used to only work on Wi-Fi. It would never work on cellular. Um, I've heard people say that on Android, it works on cellular, but I have an iPhone 6 Plus. For the longest time, it would only work on Wi-Fi. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, you would have to, I, I'm on Android, and I was, uh, take, uh, talking to people on PSN, like, while I'd be at, at the line at the Wawa. I could even do stuff like turn my PS4 on, <laughs> you know, from the Wawa. I'm like, okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes, I'll just turn my PS4 on or off, you know, stuff like that. Actually, it, the, when I figured out I could do that, I really wanted to have kids so that they could be playing some shit, I could just turn it off remotely. <laughs> That's, That's fucked shame. up, right? That's a damn shame. <laughs> Don't be disappointed when you find out that the changes to the tower meant a new color ball and some new, <laughs> new songs, new songs in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm excited, and and hopefully in the next few weeks, because as of the recording, it looks like we're just about a month away from uh, Taken King. Um, and by the time this podcast get, gets out there, it'll definitely be a month before Taken King comes out. So I'm excited to see the different changes and uh, and see if I, as I believe right now, Taken King is worth it. Well, yeah, I think because it's you're, you're, I mean, there's no doubt that you are a uh, Destiny um, optimist. I'm a loser. No, you know, I want to say you're a loser. You like the game. You like the game, and you like. You you like to see the best from the game. You give them the benefit of the doubt. I am definitely not a benefit of the doubt type of guy, um, in 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 terms of video games. <laughs> you know, I think it's because I've been doing this. It feels like it feels like forever at this point, but it's only been five years. Forever, ever. It, it, it it just it you just see the same things over and over and over again. Like um, you know, in when it comes to promoting bad behavior, it becomes law, and then other games start to do it. Like, I mean, just imagine if the Call of Duty DLC map packs didn't sell. What if the community actually said, fuck you, I'm not buying rehashed maps. Fuck you, I'm not paying for stuff that should have came with the goddamn game, you know, or I should be getting for free. What if that, like, we would not be in the DLC situation that we are in right now you know it depends is uh nuketown part of that package <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but that's the thing i mean it's it, like, that's what happens when you promote bad behavior and that's like i said earlier that's one of the things that i am wrestling with so much because i want to play with you guys i want to play i love playing with you guys i love playing with all of other other friends Aww. sometimes some of the people that get on they need to go, Jorge. Some of them need to go. Uh, <laughs> okay. But like, you know, it's, but for the most w- part. Would it rhyme with brown board? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. I just can't handle it. 
<laughs> for the most part, I'm okay. But anyway, um, you know, it's it's. I mean, I think we're all on the same boat. I mean, the game is enjoyable enough. Like, like I said, the game doesn't suck. The game doesn't suck. It has great shooting mechanics, uh, and the 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 content is good enough for us to want to play and have a good time playing together. You know, I mean, how many times have we run, especially you, Jorge, run Vault of Glass, Crota's End, you know, stuff like that, and you'll go back and keep playing because of the people that you're playing with. But at the same time, I don't like getting fucked, and they are fucking us big time. That's what it really feels like. They are fucking us big time here. You know, the game, in my opinion... (laughs) I'm sorry. I am so sorry. It's okay. I mean, the game, if you think about it, the reason why we're all playing this game at this point is because we all got it independently. Like, when Jesse first came out, I wasn't playing games with you, Jorge. I wasn't playing games with John. Shit, I wasn't even playing games with Sage, you know? I wasn't playing games with my friend Jeff. I wasn't playing game with, you know, the Spaceman Craig. I wasn't playing games with all these people. But we all got Destiny independently because of the hype, because we played the beta and the beta was amazing, but we didn't realize the beta was one-fourth of the game. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, the, game, the beta is one-fourth of the game. So we all have this game, and that's why I think the game, it actually, it, imagine if it didn't have that much hype behind it, and a lot of people didn't play it. I think the fall-off would have been too much, and the game would be, it would be almost an afterthought. Like, you know, they'd be talking about releasing the Taken King now, and we're kind of just like, Pfft, Destiny, that game sucked. Or that game... Uh, it wasn't worth it. But because, you know, we all got this game independently because of the hype, we got together and now we're, you know, we're, we're playing it. But the game itself, like the, the initial launch, didn't really, it wasn't that great. Like you finished the game in one day and now you're just constantly doing the same things over and over and over again. And to, at one point it was like, okay, if they, at least the way my, the way it went with me was... You know, I was like, well, you know what? They they had a misstep in the beginning. They didn't release enough content, but you know, we got the new expansion coming out, and I think that's going to fix everything. I was Jorge at one point. Okay, I was the Jorge. It's like, hey, I I think we're going to be okay when this new expansion comes out. New expansion comes out. Me and Sage finishes it in ninety minutes, and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me here. You know, you got to be fucking kidding me. Then you have the raid and the hard mode of the raid, and that's it. And that's when I started to turn to the Grinch of Destiny. <laughs> okay. You're a mean one. Yeah. And then you get the take, you get the, you know, House of Wolves, which isn't, ne- I mean, it's a good expansion. It's not a great expansion, but the only reason it got rave reviews was because the Dark Below sucked balls. You know, there was a huge disparity there. Other than that, $20 for what we got in the, in the, in the House of Wolves. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can swing it. You know, I guess it's fine, but in re- like you know, at the same time, I still have gripes about doing every mission backwards, going into the Vault of Glass uh, for a mission, and basically doing one part of that fight. Uh, you know, that's basically what it is. It's a lot of rehashed content, and now uh, here we are at the Taken King. Yeah, uh, everything that I'm hearing is more rehashed content with the first eight missions. We actually saw some of it. Uh, chapter two is going to take place in the Vault of Glass and Crota's End locations, which is more rehashed content. Now there's going to be the Dreadnought, which is new content, but it's just going to be a patrol area for the most part. So we're going to get tired of that. It's the same size as Earth. 
then on top of it, a lot of the stuff that they're doing and they're fixing is systems they should have fixed a long time ago. Systems that should have been fixed with a free update, uh, voice changes that should have been made already, or even, like, do we even really care? Like, I don't even care. Like, if they didn't have the ghost talk at all in this next expansion, I wouldn't give a fuck. I don't care about the ghost at this point. We had two expansions or two DLCs without him. He doesn't really matter anymore. But they're going back and revoicing him. They're changing up the story, making things more clear. They're changing the leveling system. I mean, all that stuff should be icing on the cake. That should just be updates that they give the game, period. That should not count toward that that $40. And that is what I'm wrestling with with the Taken King because it pretty much goes against what I've been telling people to do for years, which is talk talk with your money and don't promote bad dev behavior, <laughs> you know? And that's, that's why, because I know when people listen to this podcast, they're like, this dude hates fucking Destiny. You know, and I don't hate Destiny, but I hate the way it treats me. It it, it just plows you, no lube, no lube. Like, I, I hate the way it treats me. And like by by me buying Taken King is just kind of like, oh, it's okay. But in the reality, like I don't think it's okay. But I mean, if that's what my friends are playing, we, there is no other game that all of us have. You know, inside of our group, if you look at the uh, the the Dark Spell, you know, group that we're in, you have some people playing one game and some people playing another game but the most the, the largest piece of the group plays destiny you know that's what because we all got the game and and that's that's the thing that is the advantage that bungie has here that is that's the advantage right there our listeners should also know that you're the only person that doesn't have a gallon of yeah, oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that may or may not be adding to some of the vitriol. <laughs> you, know, you know the thing yeah. is, I I've done almost everything. I actually I've done everything in the game without having needing to have a gallon. Not having yeah, a gallon has not stopped me from doing anything. And I know if you are a shitty player, you need a Gallahorn to do certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying everybody who has a Gallahorn is a shitty player. But some people, they won't even try to do things uh, without having a Gallahorn. Um, and, and me, no. Like, I have definitely gone through situations where... Um, gone through and done well in situations where everybody's like, well, you need a Gallahorn. Or you need this, or you need this weapon, or you need that, and no, I was fine. Oh, we take I, it. We go through skull ass all the time, and you don't have yeah. one. Yeah, and so. even even when before they had the skull ass nerf, um, we did like I did manage to beat skull ass one time before the nerf, and I didn't have a gallon, you know. Right. So yeah, I mean that 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 that's the thing. Like I. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty damn good player. <laughs> that, that's so like having not having a Gallhorn isn't a big uh, thing of contention for me. I just think uh, with as much as I've played this game, I don't have a Gallhorn. It's a little fucking ridiculous, you know. Uh, same thing with like you know uh, Fatebringer. I don't have one of those. I just got a Mythical Class. I don't have a uh, Anger. Of, uh, what was it Anger of Crota? Hunger of Crota. Hunger, Hunger of Crota. Sorry, that ridiculous fucking uh, a rocket launcher. You gotta be kidding me. I watched that one video. I just want to have it just to have it. Like, I would never even use it. I just feel bad. <laughs> I actually but, started uh, using that over Gallahorn just so I wasn't using my exotic. Oh, really? Yeah. I I, I rarely use my Hunger of Crota. Um, I've, it's just not worth it. 
I, I thought it would be way better, but it's kind of a piece of garbage. Even that after that video, after that dude, like he, he missed that guy twice. And I, I don't know that how guy. that happened. I, I could understand a truth. Just because truth is ridiculous with the track, it is like, oh, recalibrating. And uh, I, I don't know how that, it, it just like, it went in, a, it, I've never seen rockets do loop-de-loops like they uh, do with I truth, that, except that one time with the, with the hunger. I thought the hunger had aggressive tracking, just like truth. It has tracking, but not, the truth's tracking is torpedo-like. Uh-huh. It, it, it's ridiculous. I, I have seen in-game a loop-de-loop from a, from a, tru- a truth rocket, and I laughed so hard. <laughs> That I had to leave the I had to leave the game. I I <laughs> left the game completely. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, I, that's what I'm really really wrestling with here. It's like it, it it's it's gonna sound really bad when I say this. Like, do I like my friends more than I like my principles? Damn. Like, that's what it comes <laughs> down to. That's what it really comes down to. Like, how badly do I want to play? Because we have a great time when we play, and it is not because of destiny. And I know that for a fact because, I mean, they, they actually just this, well, I think it was Tuesday where you guys were playing and I was in Destiny and I was in the chat, but I wasn't doing anything. I was in the tower and I was working on something on my computer while I was just talking to you guys. Yeah. yeah. That was it. You know, like, and that happens. Like, there's been so many times where me and Sage have just sat in the tower and bullshitted for like 40 minutes and we're like, uh, you want to do some Crucible? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know. You don't, we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like we just kind of sit there, just hang here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and we just sit there, we uh, bullshit. Yeah, and we I mean, it, it definitely. Oh, go ahead. Definitely adds to the the socialness to it all, and 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 uh, like you said, so sometimes it works out really well, and sometimes you have you're playing against people that you know uh, you'd rather have them booted out. Um, whether it be just because of their personalities or uh, how incompetent they are when they play, but um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's one of the main reasons. It's it's probably the number one reason uh, why I'm willing to to try the Taken King, and then and then you know we'll see how it goes. And I I know part of my one of my issues with the game is that you know. Uh, when it comes to raid armor and weapons and everything, I got a lot of this stuff way too late in the game. Um, and, and therefore everything felt like a rush to try and, and catch up. Uh, what I'd like to do is, is once the Taken King comes out is, is start playing and be more involved. Um, and from the very beginning and, uh, try and set my, my characters up the right way. Uh, I don't want to go a year into the game and be like, yeah, I, I, I never got this gun. And part of the reason why I never got it was because I never did something. I never did the raids uh, as, as many times as I should have to, to open up that opportunity of actually having it and how useful some of these guns can be. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, that's coming home from work and, and logging in and, it's been my my number one thing of just you know it's become like a hangout and just having fun with everybody, which is why I I hope that you decide to stay in it. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> kind of jumping in on what you just said, uh, 
there is something I did forget. Uh, they are retooling. Thank God. Thank you, Hive Jesus Crota. Um, they're changing the RNG system so that stuff that you already have becomes less common in drops. And they're, they're making that retroactive. So you have a better chance of getting like a Fatebringer or the Praetorium Foil. Or let's say you already have Vex class 87 times. Jorge. Um, yeah. <laughs> you'll get another exotic. It, 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 it is upping the chances for, for better drops. And I hope and I pray that that makes better drops in the new raid. Not so much for it, 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 it's just nice to not get 700 of the same exact helmet and not no arms. No, one of the biggest things that that in the first raid you would have the arms, you would have the chest piece. Lord Almighty, they gave you the, the headpiece for some reason, you wouldn't have the boots, or you wouldn't like another character wouldn't have the arms at all. So, one of the, the big things is that he's getting the, the that they're getting the pieces of armor now and. And and back then it wasn't that wasn't the case. It, it it just was a pain in the butt to actually you know get the full set. And now if they do this RNG system right, you're you'll feel more like you earned that. Um, and I, I I just hope that that that's what it comes down to that that you you don't get the same exact weapons or the same exact everything, and that your time invested actually meant something instead of giving seven hundred. Ascendant shards that you're probably not going to be using anymore. Well, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I, I don't get mad when someone kills me with with a gun that they've earned. I I do get mad when I get killed by someone that has a better gun than me just because of pure randomness. That's what bothers me. So to go pretty much a year of being killed, particularly when before it got buffed, uh, uh, let's say the Vex. Um, you mean nerfed? That, sorry, sorry, yeah, nerfed. Sorry. Um, that that was really annoying. That there's nothing worse than it's like no, I'm doing the same thing that person did, but just because of out of pure randomness that person got a gun, and they probably wouldn't be the player they are without it. That is frustrating. Yeah, that's why I definitely hope that the new system, in addition to the RNG being more fair and dropping more stuff that you don't have, and the combination of um, exotic weapons being more on quest lines, that things become more normalized and fairer. It's it's one thing to to like let's say that you can only get the Vex class or let's let's make it three weapons: Vex class, Galahorn, and I don't know. The Thunderlord only. Let's say that they, they all three only drop on Atheon. The first time you do it, you get a Vex. The second time you do it, you get the the Galahorn. The third time you do it, you get the Thunderlord. Um, and that way, you know that hey, I got all three, but I actually did something to get that. I had to kill the boss, and it wasn't easy because I didn't have the second armor piece, so I couldn't get to level thirty. Like that's how it should have been from the beginning. Like certain exotics only drop on the boss. And you have to beat it within a certain, just just completing the actual boss. Um, I I don't like I, I don't mind randomness, but when it becomes 
the one thing holding back players, especially in a game like this where a certain weapon will put you over the edge um, in terms of PvP. And until you get that weapon, you can't ascend to that next tier for PvP just because of how cheap it is and the cheese and the lactose intolerance. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's really frustrating sometimes. But um, So on the whole, I think it's safe to say I'm all for taking King just because I love the experience. Waldy's more on the fence, but he's more on the pro side. And Jared is more on the other side. Wait and see. Um, you're going to join us. You know you will because we love you and we cherish you because you are the original King Dingling. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to throw in? Because I think we're pretty much there. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I have anything else to add. Covered a lot. Mm-hmm. Jared? No, no, I don't think I have anything else to add except that I got a mythical class and then I just haven't used it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Finally got one. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> you know, maybe when that nerf kicks in, I might pull it out. <laughs> so you see what it's doing, especially if they buff fusion rifles. Woo. We're in back in business, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody, thank you for listening to In Orbit Episode 7. Uh, there's a whole bunch of places where you can hear us. Let me list them for you guys. We got SoundCloud. We got out iTunes. We got Overcast for iOS. Stitcher Smart Radio. We got Player.fm. We got Pocket Cast. Uh, let's go over the different shows. The, the, our big friends over there at WoW Talk. They play every other week. We got Double Tap. Uh, that is your... That's the fighting game, right? That is the fighting game, yeah. That's the fighting game. They're first of every month. Uh, then we got the MASH cast every Monday, which is on hiatus until August 17th. Who knows? You might hear some interesting voices that you already hear right now. And, of course, you got us in orbit the second week of every month. Uh, we're also on Twitter at mtbsite, uh, facebook.com slash buttons, and on youtube.com slash mash those buttons you can reach me at uh j-i v as in victor e-g-u-i-l-l-a on twitter um i don't know if you guys want to give out your stuff yeah uh i'm on twitter concept sf so c zero and c three pt sf uh waldy to be honest with you i i don't even know mine Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he didn't know what Gamescom was, so I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Right. And you can al- <laughs> and you can always get me online at GoToNRG. That's on uh, PlayStation 4. Uh, that's G-O, the number 2, N as in Nancy, R as in Roger, G as in Giraffe. Until then, I'm Jorge, we got Jarrett, and we got Waldy. Thank you for listening, and have a great night. Have a good one. Have a nice one.